Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's Take Heart. I want to look briefly uh, at the whole subjects of faith, doubt and unbelief. And uh, first of all, I want to say that which is obvious. God loves faith. Uh, Jesus, if, as we read him in the Gospels, he often got very excited when he found people of faith, when he found people who trusted. He, he would say, your faith has made you well. Uh, in all Israel, I haven't found such faith. So faith is a really good thing. and uh, But we can get confused about what faith is and what faith isn't. I've been in places where uh, it seemed like everyone was trying to have faith in their faith. Um, and it's not about having faith in our faith because we'll never have enough faith in our faith. It's like having faith in ourselves or in our ability to believe or, or to to get rid of all doubts. It's about having faith in him, in his character, in who he is, in his ability to meet with us. Um, uh, someone once said, um, it's not about having a great faith in God. It's about having faith in the great God. It's where you put the emphasis. So often we make everything about us, when if we look less into us and more into him, uh, we do an awful lot better. And so how do we grow in faith? And what about doubt? What is the place of doubt? I don't believe doubt is the opposite of faith. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Doubt is part of the journey into faith. And so often we're not honest about our doubts because we think that, that, that it's sinful, that there's something wrong with them. But actually bringing your doubts to Jesus I'm talking to him about them and and asking him, what what do I do with this? Why am I struggling with this? It speak, he can speak to us about the root of our doubts and how we can grow in our knowledge of him. And also, I want to tell you, if you have doubts, that does not disqualify you. One of the disciples was nicknamed Doubting Thomas. And that's the name we've given him because he seemed to have so many doubts. It was hilarious all the time. Oh, we may as well go and die with him. It's all gone wrong again. And then even after the resurrection, uh, Thomas didn't see Jesus when the others did. And he came in and they told him he's risen. He said, I'm not going to believe it unless I can put my finger in his hand, in the holes in his hand and, and touch his side where the spear went. And then Jesus arrives and he doesn't give Thomas a lecture about, oh, Tom, Tom, you've missed it because you doubted me. He says, hey, Tom, come here. Go on, put your hand there. Put your hand there. You see? You see? And Jesus chose Thomas and he used him and he was committed to him, even in the midst of his doubts. Now, it wasn't just Thomas. It was all of them at different times. They were not perfect disciples. It was not that everything they said and did went great. But you know what? Sometimes we need to ask ourselves questions if we're doubting. What is the nature of my doubt? Am I doubting his existence? Am I doubting uh, his love for me or for the world? Or am I doubting his ability to change the world, to change things? And depending on what the root of our doubt is, then we, 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 we find the vaccine in God's word. We find the vaccine in the scripture. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's doubting his love, there's so many scriptures that, that, that tell us, and we take them as medicine, that God is love. 
that, that he is merciful and kind, that his love is long suffering, that his love is never ending and that his love is for me. If it's doubting his ability to change circumstances, there are so many stories we can read again and again and again. So often our doubts come. One of the reasons is uh, that we're so immersed in the world around us, in the Twitter sphere or, or whatever it might be, that, that we actually are receiving more of that stuff than we are from his word. And we believe what goes into us too often. And I had to learn that lesson. There was a point where the Lord said to me in the middle of the pandemic, turn the TV off and get into your Bible a bit more because you're losing trust that I'm in charge of, of all of this, that I can turn everything around and that I love you. And as I did that, as I did that, my faith grew again. Often we doubt because sometimes because I, I, doubt pe I doubt people when I don't know them very well. You know, when I just met someone and we're just getting to know each other, I can be thinking, what do they really think of me? Are they, are they secretly laughing at me because of what I said? Um, are they committed to this, to this friendship? Are they, are they like this or are they like that? And the answer is getting to know them. And when I get to know them and I find, you know what? I know you well enough now that I'm pretty sure I know how you will react in this setting, how you will play that setting out. And it's the same with the Lord. The answer to our doubts is not trying harder to make belief happen. The answer to our doubts is to get to know him better, is to walk with him, is to spend time with him. And the more that we do that, the more we... We, we understand his ways, the more we learn to trust him. And, and remember, faith isn't a feeling. Faith is an action. Faith is a doing word. And you can still have faith in the midst of doubts. I love the story of the four friends who bought their crippled friend at the beginning of uh, Mark chapter two. Uh, they brought him to the home where Jesus was and they couldn't get in. So they climbed up on the roof and they dug a hole in the roof. And then as they lowered him down, um, uh, uh, it says when Jesus saw their faith, he said, your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and walk. When he saw their faith, he saw a hole in the roof. I know we said this last week, but it bears repeating. Faith is something we do. Faith is an action. And and you can trust someone while you still have little, oh, I hope this is going to be all right. And the more we act in faith, the more the more faith comes behind us, the more the sense of faith infuses us. And so I want to encourage you. There's there's this lovely story in Mark chapter nine um, where there was a, a boy who had an impure spirit, an evil spirit. And the disciples couldn't get the, the spirit out. And, um, and Jesus comes along and the father says, please, please have pity on us. And, if, and he says, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Verse 23, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> I do believe. 
help me overcome my unbelief. That's where it is. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Now, what happened there was not Jesus said, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to wait until you have overcome your unbelief and then I'll heal your boy. No. Straight after that statement, Jesus heals him. He, de he delivers him from the evil spirit and they get their son back. I love that story. He comes to us. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, as long as it's faith in him, as long as it's faith in him, remember it's the object of our faith, not the subject of our faith. It's who we have faith in. And even a little faith in the great God goes a long way. So spend more time with him in his word. Have adventures with him. Start to prove him faithful. And then you'll see your faith grow and you'll see your doubts begin to shrink. God bless you. Go for it with the Lord Jesus, our saviour and our friend.